Hello, hello, and welcome to Modestly Metaphysical, a podcast where I bring you information about trending topics in the spiritual community and tips on where to get started in your journey. I'm Kara, and I'll be your host. Welcome to, what is this, the fourth episode now? (sighs) This episode might be a little bit longer than the other ones. I have some notes to go by, but most of the time I don't really pay attention to them anyways. Um, I just go off on a tangent. But this episode is going to be about non-attachment. I'm kind of focusing on the Buddhist idea of this concept, although there are different um, interpretations of this idea. I'm kind of focusing on the Buddhist um, interpretation of it. So keep that in mind as I move throughout. And as anything with philosophy, there's always a argument against it. So this is just to educate you on the concept in itself, not telling you that this is how you should be or how you should act, but just the philosophy, the philosophical idea in itself. So keep that in mind as we move throughout this podcast and just listen with an open mind and um, just kind of take it in and interpret it as you see fit for your life. But as anything that I'm not telling you how to live your life, So please don't take it personally and please don't take it out on me. (laughs) But today, like I said, I'll be covering the idea of non-attachment. Now, when I say attachment, I'm talking about our emotional involvement with the situation at hand. But non-attachment is a type of emotional involvement It's the desire for things to remain how we want them rather than just letting them be how they are. An example would be when you experience an amazing vacation, for example, and you're so blissful and at peace and just feeling so good about the situation that you're currently in that you kind of loathe the day that you have to leave even though you know that it's inevitable, like you know you have to leave. So the same is for things that we perceive as good and bad days or good and bad situations. It is our desire that pleasant things remain where they are and how they are, and it's also our desire to change unpleasant things. But as we know in life, everything ebbs and flows and changes and it's bound to change and that's why attachment always leads to suffering of some sort and this can be um, attachment of labels on ourselves attachment to thoughts that we have preconceived notions it can be attachment to anything just believing that something is solidified and like frozen in time almost like this is always how it's going to be it's always how it's going to be and we we know that nothing remains forever, even us. It also relates to who we see ourselves as it being attachment. 
we identify ourselves with things. We create and attach labels to define ourselves in the world. But the more labels that we stick on, the more boxes we have to fit into. So I saw this first kind of come up in my personal life when I, like I mentioned in the first podcast, when I was attending a Christian church and I felt very limited by the box that I had to fit in and it gave me so much anxiety because I felt like I couldn't define myself as walking this path when there were so many things that made me not fit the description of a good Christian. And and I know it's different for everyone, but I'm just speaking from my experience. I felt like I didn't fit the box that they wanted me to be in. And I was constantly more worried about the things that I was doing wrong because it didn't fit that label or that box rather than the things that were the true essence of who I was. So I was worried that I was I was a sinner because I believed that gay marriage and um, gay relationships were okay and um, just different things along those lines. I felt like I didn't fit in this box and it gave me a lot of anxiety because I didn't fit that label. And that led me into taking the approach of I don't label myself as anything or a practicing anything. I just believe what I believe and I don't put a label on it because if I put a label on something that leads me to be able to judge myself um, for not fitting a certain expectation that that label may hold. And another example that I heard um, that you guys may be able to kind of relate to is if someone were to relate to a city, say, that they were born in, and then eventually this city takes a new turn, is gentrified, and no longer holds the same um, character that they define themselves with. And so now their sense of self is kind of skewed because they can't um, be perceived in the way that they want to because this label no, long- no longer fits them. The label of being from this particular place no longer fits them. So the opposite of attachment is non-attachment. And we don't so readily see things as ours or slapping labels on to define our status of who we are because those things aren't who we are. They're not the essence of who we are. I see non-attachment of being the silent observer. And I'll get more into this um, a little bit later in the podcast, but we aren't emotionally engulfed in how things unfold. So we have the sense of ease and flow when things occur in our lives. And at this point, we don't readily define ourselves based off of outcomes either, but rather to be present and enjoy the things in the process So if I label myself as successful or unsuccessful based off of a worldly label that I carry, whether it's businesswoman, business, I I would rather say business person for my non-binary folk out there. But when you detach from the desired outcome of whatever you may be doing, you let things flow and you don't limit yourself for how they could unfold and what opportunities could pop up for you. 
um, and how that thing could be brought into your life. This kind of relates to the idea um, from last podcast of manifesting when you have to kind of like let it go to the universe and trust the process, have faith that it's going to come back to you. If you live every day presently doing what you know you need to do to work towards your bigger goal and you're not necessarily attached to how it's going to play out or how it's going to look to you, then it's just going to naturally come about. And you're not going to be distraught when it's not exactly how you envisioned it because you are just flowing and ebbing with the things that come and go and you're not emotionally attached to that certain outcome um, or how it comes into your life. If you have a play-by-play in your mind and the way it happened isn't according to that vision, then you won't take action on an opportunity that comes up that may lead you in the right direction but isn't exactly how you planned. As we allow things to unfold without expectations, we trust the process and lead it to us. So be careful with labels, even like successful or not successful, because you're defining yourself based off an outcome that isn't guaranteed. Like it's not guaranteed. Nothing's guaranteed outside of ourselves. So non-attachment allows us to be free to act without identification with an outside label not attaching aspects of the world with being attached to who you are. So in order to start to practice non-attachment, you have to become aware of the ways in which we are not the things that are around us. Nothing is actually ours to claim in the sense that we can't control anything outside of ourselves. So nothing is ours. This concept allows us to be less emotional when things change and evolve, because they will, from ways that we enjoy to ways that we may not enjoy. So we can do this by practicing something called self-observation. And this is kind of where that concept of the silent observer comes in. This is the act of watching how things unfold around and within you. So when a difficult emotion or situation comes up, you observe it and you don't personalize or attach a desired outcome. You stay present and allow it to unfold. When we identify with things, we mentally and emotionally lose ourselves in something inside or outside of us. The moment we identify with something, we become afraid of losing it or afraid of it changing because... It gives us a sense of self and it going away would essentially be us losing a part of ourselves. And so being attached to things is normal. So don't get frustrated with yourself. It's an amazing opportunity to find lasting value in self-liberation. But one thing I want to point out is that non-attachment and indifference or disinterest are two different things. So indifference is a total divide of emotion with the situation. So you don't feel emotion. Again, emotion is a normal human condition. And 
the way that we control emotion is controlling our reaction to the emotion itself. So rather, we can't always control emotion, but we can control how we react to it. Whereas um, non-attachment doesn't have that divide of emotion, but rather it's hand in hand with a compassionate mindset towards others, towards life, towards ourselves, towards the thoughts that we have. So making sure you still look upon things within yourself and on the outside world with kindness and not disinterest or detachment. So it's not like this sense of aloofness, like you're not a silent observer in the sense that you're literally just like watching a movie around you. It means that you take things in and you allow them to process within yourself. Um, And so I guess a good example I have of this is a passive observer is not someone who will stand by and actively watch someone get harassed, rather that they're going to stand up and speak with integrity and what they believe is right. And that is the notion that everyone deserves compassion and kindness. And so if you believe that, you're not going to stand by and watch someone be harmed. So self, like the silent observer is not just like void of emotion. It's just not letting that emotion control you or control your reaction. And this goes with not taking things personally. If, for example, if you have like a tyrant boss that's just always on your ass, always making you feel like shit, um, when you have a true sense of self and you're not attaching yourself to the label of being successful based off of your work life, then, or how you're perceived, you're able to discern from what is caused by you in your condition and how you are as a person and what is someone else's burden to carry. So if someone is harboring these negative emotions or directing them towards you, if you have a true sense of self, you know that that isn't your emotion to absorb or carry. You can just kind of depersonalize from it and see it for what it is because you know who you are and you know that you're not the one causing this emotion in them. They're the one causing that emotion or reaction with themselves. And realizing that a lot of things don't matter in retrospect. And what matters is the happiness, the presentness. I don't know if that's a word. But being present and being kind and how we resonate those positive things into the world. Because we're so much more than just the labels that we put on ourselves. Even when it comes down to a name. Like, what is a name? What is a job? What is a title? Those things don't reflect the true essence of who we are or what we are. And to tie this into the idea of self-advancement, when you observe negative habits or traits about yourself, I should say when we, when when people observe negative habits and traits about themselves, we tend to cling to them and label ourselves as those qualities, which makes us just harbor guilt and shame. And those, I heard someone explain it as those aren't emotions, those are states of being. So an emotion is something that puts you 
in motion to make a desired change. And that's why earlier I said emotions are normal human condition because they drive us to change something or do something about it. And whereas guilt and shame just leave us in a stagnant state, we don't go anywhere with that. We just sit in that. And with self-observation, you silently notice these aspects and you change them just like you would if you came across a spelling error in an email. You're just going to observe that you made a mistake, correct it, and redirect yourself and move on. You're not going to sit there and linger and loathe about the fact that you made a spelling error. You're just going to notice it and correct it and move on. All negative emotions arise from a sense of, or a false sense of self, or a false sense of identity, rather. And these feelings are caused by us, by you, by me, not the things that happen around us. So if an event presents a challenge, we still have to react to it for it to be perceived by us as negative or positive. So the way that we react puts that label on that event. And we have to attend to how we take things because we can't control the things that are exterior to us. And we can destroy painful emotions by acknowledging them and passively questioning them, noticing where they come from, why they're there, how it's impacted our life, how just noticing our negativities in a way that is with non-judgment and with compassion and with love. So I kind of put it with the analogy of noticing our negativities, and this goes with shadow work as well. This is literally what shadow work is. So we notice our negativities, our bad habits, our created labels, things that make us unhappy, whatever it may be, and it's like seeing it as a shadow. And immediately we see the shadow and we think it's a frightening ghost. And if we took the time to look at it closely and observe from a detached or non-attached point of view with no emotion or reaction, we can see that it's actually just a harmless shadow. But the more that I refuse to look at it and the more I just want to ignore the issue and push it aside, the more I perpetuate my fear of the ghost, the ghost that doesn't exist. So separate how you feel from who you are because they are not the same. And this even ties into how you speak. So instead of saying that I am sad, say that I feel sadness or I'm feeling sad. It doesn't, it's putting it, it's knocking out that label that you have put on that. And you're not labeling yourself as someone who is sad or someone who is this or that. You're more so seeing it as this is a condition that I'm experiencing right now. And when you say, I feel sadness, you're impersonalizing that condition and the negative feeling. And it separates you from your false self because I am a huge believer that the 
ego self isn't something that we need to get rid of, but something we need to be aware of. So I think our true self and our the true essence of who we are and our ego self, just in the way that the modern world is and is going to con- continue to be, I don't think that it's possible for a lot of us, or realistic rather, for a lot of us to completely rid of our ego. And I don't think it's healthy either. I, I just don't. That's just my personal view on it. But I think that those aspects of ourselves are things that are necessary for us to understand our condition and how we've gotten to where we are and how we are the way we are in the physical world that we operate in, but not necessarily a true reflection of our essence. So that's my belief on that. Take it or leave it. But (laughs) um, this isn't I think that there might be some confusion that, okay, so should I just not be a business person? Like, what should I do? Should I just, like, live my life and not worry about those kinds of things? And that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that a lot of negative feelings start with a false sense of self. So when you identify yourself with those things and you have no interior understanding of yourself – then that creates a lot of negative feelings like depression. And I know depression can also be a chemical imbalance, so please don't come at me, but I'm saying sometimes we do cause our own demise um, by labeling ourselves as things or putting our, trying to put ourselves in boxes that we don't need to fit in. So you can go ahead and still be a prosperous business person or whatever worldly goal that you have, but it won't add to your interior life if it's not resonating with who you are at a deep level. So when you have an inner richness and understanding of yourself, you'll never truly lack anything. You're here to merely exist and packing yourself with expectations of how life should be keeps you from really living it and really enjoying the process of things. And it's just so crazy to look at this concept and see how it affects a lot of people that we come across. Think about how oftentimes celebrities are some of the saddest people that we see in the media. Like they, yeah, they have all this money and all this recognition and all these labels, they're an artist, they're whatever, But truly, when they go home at the end of the day, they're still unhappy. And that comes with that inner understanding of knowing the true essence of who you are, what you resonate with. It's putting forth energy and effort into nourishing every aspect of yourself, not just the physical self. I think that it's really easy to satisfy the physical self. It's really easy to satisfy the ego self. But the hard work comes from One, taking accountability when you were in the wrong and acknowledging the things about yourself that need to change because if we're just perpetuating this idea that we are our happiness lying outside of ourselves, that I'll be happy when I'll be happy when I have this, I'll be happy when I have this going for me when this person is in my life, blah, 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 when we 
think that that's truly what makes us happy, we are only setting us ourselves up for failure because we can't control anything outside of ourselves. Not to say you can't be in love, not to say this and that, but when your happiness only comes from outside sources or outside validation, you're never going to truly be happy or it's not going to be the type of happiness that lasts forever. And knowing that happiness in itself doesn't last forever, things ebb and flow, but that's so beautiful because when you experience a profound sadness, you know that the exact opposite exists out there. And knowing that that sadness will go away because nothing lasts forever. And it's just a really beautiful experience when you start to see things as just that, as an experience instead of something that holds so much weight, like holding you down essentially. And it's just crazy to see the difference in myself of applying these aspects. It's not something easy. I will say it's it's really difficult to practice detachment because we're so conditioned to labeling ourselves and labeling other people and thinking that happiness comes from material wealth and whatnot. But when we start to really see the ways that we've conditioned ourselves to rely on outside sources for happiness, we really can hone in on the idea that it already exists within us and that we don't have to do or have to put these labels on ourselves to feel a sense of self. When we truly allow ourselves to observe everything that comes up and understand where they come from, we have this profound profound idea that we are way more than just the physical life that we lead. And I think that's something really beautiful that resonates with me from just the idea of Buddhism in general is that our only purpose is to be and just to exist. And it takes so much stress off of your plate when you realize that day to day, all you have to do is survive and be a good person and your life will literally unfold how it's supposed to if you focus on the task that you need to do day to day to obviously sustain yourself, like don't just go quit your job and live in the forest as like tempting as that sounds. I literally think about it from time to time. Know that if you take care of the things that you need to take care of today and you're present and you enjoy the journey of your life, then nothing can really do you harm because you aren't de- you aren't attached to the idea that it sh- life should be a certain way. You're just living. And it's so beautiful to experience once you start to t- kind of touch that um, concept because it is something that d- it obviously doesn't happen overnight. It's difficult to detach ourselves from the things that we've known to identify ourselves with. Um, but once you start to lean into that idea and correct the behavior that we have and understand ourselves at a deeper level. It's really so liberating. And I'm not 100% there, but I'm aware. And I'm aware that all I can do is be the best I can be right now and today and be the best person I can for the people around me and lead by example and with integrity. And everything will just fall how it's supposed to. And not having that idea in my head of how things should be or how things should play out really takes a lot of the anxiety out of 
how life should be because life is just life. I feel like that was a little redundant, but I was just sitting here smiling, thinking about how much weight that takes off of my shoulders, just knowing that my only job is to exist and be a decent human being and anything else is expectations that only I'm putting on myself. This has been a beautiful episode. I kind of went off on a little tangent for a second, um, but I was just, it's so, such a like relieving concept. And thank you so much for tuning in and listening to me rant. I appreciate all of you that listen. And if you guys haven't noticed, I have been releasing episodes weekly and I will continue to do so. If you guys have any recommendations for topics or anything that you want me to expand on, please always feel free to reach out to me and let me know. Um, All of you are so beautiful and kind and I'm so happy to have you guys tuning in to learn about these things with me or expand upon them if you already know. And this time I am going to end with just some affirmations um, towards true self, I guess. And yeah, thank you so much. If you don't want to do the affirmations, feel free to jump off now. But those will begin here shortly. So start with taking a deep breath. and repeating these affirmations. I release all fears of not being perfect. I am good enough. I am perfect in my own way. I let go of all expectations. I am free to live the life that I've dreamed. I let go of the need to control others and I allow others to make their own way. Possessions do not feed my spirit. I am liberated from the desire to hoard things. I say goodbye to things in my life that are blocking my spiritual growth. I am untethered. Possessions and obligations do not hinder me. I live a boundless, forward-moving, energetic life that is free of baggage. I let go of my regrets. I am grateful for lessons my past taught me. I am me 
and I am perfect just the way I am. I love you all. Thank you so much. Namaste.